The book of today's stuff is the Beis and Chagig as we begin the last Masechet in Moed. <coughs> we saw the Mishnah yesterday. We'll quickly review it. As again, we learned for four Shlaim and for Yosef as real Ben Chaim Michal and Elazar Ben Ruma. Hakol Chayav and Beria. We mentioned yesterday that there's three mitzvos regarding Yontif. There's many other mitzvos, but as far as bringing the Karbonus, number one is mitzvos Re'iyah, that to appear at the base of Mikdash and bring a Karbon Ola. Karbon Ola. And that is incumbent on all the people mentioned in our mission, as we'll see with some exceptions. There's also what we call Shalme Chagiga, right? It says Shalosh Regalim Tachogi Bashana, Shalme Chagiga, that you have to bring a carbon shlomim, as it, besides the olim. And shlom could be a male or a female animal, as we'll see how much they have to cost, according to Rabbanam. And Ola, of course, is only a male, and that has to be totally burnt. That's what it, and there's also Shalme Simcha that we'll talk about. Uh, to, to, uh, that you eat in order to be happy. As we see, excuse me, it's learned out of Pesukim, that you have to be happy and eat meat that makes you happy. So there's three kinds of kabbonas. Olas Ria, Shalme Chagiga, which is an obligation to bring a carbon Chagiga sometime during the Antif, and Shalme Simcha, whenever you eat, you're supposed to eat the you know, rejoice, rejoice with meat. So those are three separate kinds of kabbonos. So here, the Mishnah apparently is only speaking about carbon uh, chagiga, a uh, carbon re'iyah rather, olas re'iyah, but the Gemara is going to qualify that. I call chayv Maria, Everybody's chayv in re'iyah, except for chayv Again, as we'll see, whenever he mentions chayv we assume that a chayv is also deaf, dumb, and um, and uh, um, into, intel, in, he's challenged, uh, his intelligence is challenged. Let's put it that way. He's partially, he's handicapped in, uh, by, you know, intelligently. So he, in other words, his intelligence is, his uh, brains are somewhat um, uh, handicapped. So we mean by, again, not like we know today that people can be deaf and dumb and be brilliant, but the Gemara, the, 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 the Chachamim did not have a way in those days to properly uh, assess uh, his IQ, etc. Pre Helen Keller, right? So therefore, they assumed that anybody who is deaf and dumb is also an imbecile, and therefore is is uh, he's challenged. He's mentally challenged. That's what I'm looking for. And I'm mentally challenged, and therefore he has halacha like a shota, like an imbecile or a cotton or a child who, even though might be smart, but he has halachically he's considered not to be a bardas. So anybody, now this is true for all mitzvahs, not just Olas Re'iyah. The Gemara is going to talk about this, but as Rashi says over here, the so whenever we say, we'll see, whenever the Gemara talks about it means people who are mentally challenged, all including, uh, just like the Shot is, met, is clearly mentally challenged, so is the Cherish and the Katan. Who else is excluded? Tumtum and Androgynous. Tumtum and Androgynous is a person who has, un, a Tumtum is an uh, undefined, gender, because we can't tell, he's, he's sort of <clears throat> born with a uh, defect, you can't tell if he's a male or a female, and even though, as we said, it's a suffix, you could just put on film and do things that a male normally does here, it says called zechurcha, so it means specifically a person who's known to be a male, and androgynous is a question, he has both male and female genitals, so he's not exactly a zohar, these people are excluded from mitzvahs re'iyah, v'noshim v'avodim, shenim shcharm, and women, and avodim k'nanim, that are not freed, We'll talk about that in the Gemara also. Women, Avadim Kananim have generally a like women. They're part of from mitzvahs. This is clearly mitzvah, Seishas, Man, Grama. 
and they're part from that besides the fact that the Pasuk says Zechurcha. So Nashim are excluded because Nashim and Avadim have a, a locha like Nashim, and the Pasuk says Zechurcha, so women and slaves are excluded. Achiger Basima Bachol of Zaken, also what is excluded, a person who is lame, who is, we'll talk about that in the Gemara of Lund out of Sukkim, a person who's blind, even in one eye, person who's too sick to come up to Yerushalayim or Zaken, also persons too elderly, people who can't do Misha and Yochalal Sparag, a person who cannot come a regular again, we're going to learn from the Pasuk, the word Regolim, that it says, says, like Michael pointed out yesterday, it says Shalosh Pam, it also says Shalosh, Shalosh Regolim. So when it says Regolim, right, Shalosh Dachogli Bashanah, so therefore, since it says regalim, we learn how it has to be raglime. You have to have two feet. Even a person who is lame in one foot, as we'll see in tomorrow's Gemara, is, is excluded. doesn't have to come up. Azo cotton. Now, here we just said a cotton is excluded. So which, which but midrabonin, so that's midatora. All these things, midatora, all these people excluded. But midrabonin, you're supposed to bring up your children. If the kid's 10, 11 years old and understands, you should bring them up. But who is excluded even from that alocha drabonin of chinuch, azo cotton, koshen, yochalirko, Al-Kseb he can't sit on his father's shoulders. His father, he's too little to sit like a little baby, a little a two-year-old, maybe he's too small to sit on his father's shoulders. He is excluded even from the midst of Chinuch, he can't go up to Harabayas all the way sitting on his father's shoulders. Bishame says that if he's too little to sit on his father's shoulders, that means that a kid who's six or seven who could sit on his father's shoulders, let's assume, would be, you would be high to take him up there, at least from the point of view of Chinuch. He's got to be able to walk up there. He can hold his father's hands. Obviously, he can go independently. It's even better. But he means he's got to be able to walk. We're not looking at if he's sitting on his father's shoulders. He can't walk up. The kid can't walk up to Yerushalayim holding his father's hands, holding up uh, up to Harabayas, holding his father's hands. Then you don't, have, you don't even have to be mechanachim at this point. Where do we get this all from? Shalosh Regal, you gotta be able to walk up there. This, this applies apparently to the rule about the child, but as we'll see, it applies to the people who are lame as well. Now, the Torah doesn't specify how much money you have to spend on these karbonos, on a, on a re'iya or on a chagiga. We didn't really mention chagiga at this point, literally, but we'll see. Um, it doesn't mention how much you have to spend. As we see by carbon osha, many times we find that it has to be, it has to be a two shekels or one shekel. So here, even though the Torah didn't specify any carbon with any animal would be good, but the rabbi specified. Shami says, since it's only eaten by the Mizbeach, it's totally burnt. Uh, and just the opposite, since it's totally burnt, the Shami says, it's got to be worth two kesef because you're giving more, so to speak, to God. A chagiga ma could be one, one ma is good enough. As you said, a ma is a sixth of a dinner. Just the opposite. A ma kesef. only has to have one because no, nobody's eating that. Whereas a chagiga, which is eaten by, not only part of it's are eaten by the mezbeh, but part's eaten by the coin because it's a shlamim, and most of it's eaten by the balabaya, so there's more, need more food there, shtekes, so that should be one that's worth two ma, so it's like a bigger animal. That's the chacham, that's what they say at the end. And the mishnayas, the last part, the smachlok, is really a separate mishnah. We're going back to the first part of the mishnah. Hakol asuyimai, whenever, whenever you have a mishnah that starts with hakol, the Gemara always asks right away, hakol asuyimai, what does hakol come to include? to include a person who is half freeman and half slave. He's half a Knani and half a slave. How do you get that? When an, uh, when a, a slave is owned by two people, Reuven and Shimon, Reuven frees his half, make, make, frees his half of him, and Shimon does not free his half. So now the kids, now the, the evidence half freeing him, even though the post says, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to free 
an Evet Kanani, but Reuben did it. Okay, so now you have a person who's half an Evet, half a Benchorim. So the Mishnah says, you know what? Hakol seems to include that because since he's half a free man, meaning he's half a Jew, he's even a mitzvah. He says he's going to have late, later on, he's going to say a person like that is Potamanaria. So Hakol Asuyimai, what does that come to include? It can include a Chetzi, Hakol does not include Chetzi because he holds it as Potter. Says my, so it's okay, you're right. Let's, we said in the mission that he was lame, meaning he was handicapped in his foot. He had a bad limp, he couldn't walk, whatever. Um, it, let's say the first day of Yantif, he was handicapped and then it was healed. In other words, he was injured. Maybe he had a broken leg or something. And the second day of Yantif, he was healed. Oh, so in a case like that, so he's on the second day. Now we'll see the carbon chagiga or the olus reiya. You could bring any time during Yantif. In fact, in the days of the basement, we had shvuas, which is only one day. You also had seven days after it. That's why we don't say tachnun, right? The seven days after shvuas. So if you say that each one is a makeup for the pre, for all the days, so that means if on the second day of Yantif, let's say he couldn't bring it the first day of Yantif, he was lame. But on the other day, on the other day, second day, he was already healed. So um, fine. So on the second day, he has an obligation too. If he didn't bring it the first day, he bring it on the second day. If he bring it on the second day, he has an obligation to bring it on the third day, and so on. But when you bring it on the third day, is that a makeup of the first day or a makeup of the second day? Because you have an obligation to bring it each day. So if you say that each one is Tashlum and Zelzet, does he have an obligation to bring it whenever you bring it? Each day there's an obligation. You bring it one day, you have an obligation to bring it. The next day it has its own obligation. Fine, okay. So if you were okay the second day, you weren't okay the first day, so bring it the second day. If you didn't bring it the second day, you could bring it the third day because you were already okay on the first day. So that it makes sense. Okay, so a person like that who was lame the first day he has an obligation to bring it the other days. If you say that the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, seventh days are all makeup for the first day, if he wasn't obligated to bring it on the first day, he's potter. He doesn't have to bring it anymore, even if he's okay on the other days. So where does that come to include? Meaning once he's lame on the first day and he's, he's not, if he was only lame for five minutes then he's not lame, he could bring it the first day. But if you say, Hakol is coming to include something different, something, even though he was lame on the first day, but he's okay on the second day, that's okay if you say that each day has its own obligation. So everyone is mashlam the other one, there's a makeup. If you bring it on the, if you didn't bring it till the uh, seventh day, the seventh day makes up for the sixth day that you should have brought her, or the fifth day, or the fourth day, or the third day. But if they're all makeups for the first day, and the first day was potter, so he's potter on the seventh day also. Once you're not, if you were potter on the first day, you don't have any more an obligation to bring it. So what does that come to, what does he say there? If you say that hakol does not come to exclude, does not, according to Rabina, doesn't include a person who's half an Evid, half Ben Choran, because he's potter. And a person who was lame on the first day is also potter going forward. So what does it come to include? to include a person who's blind in one eye with loki tana and not like the following tana who says the tanya maria person who's blind in one eye is potter from mitzvah free he doesn't have to show up he doesn't have to show up why and bring us with shenema pasik says but it's red shenema the same way that God wants to see you, he also wants to be seen, so to speak. Just like a Bershalom has both eyes. Of course, a Bershalom is not handicapped. 
not literally eyes, but it's like he has two eyes. God wants to be seen by two eyes also. So if you only have one eye, you're putter. Because you could see, but it means it means just like we're trying to say that since it's the Pasik says right, right. The sight there is, there is sight, but it's not sight with two eyes. There's difference between sight with one eye and two eyes. You can see, but the point is we're saying, since it says Yera, Yera means you will appear, you will be seen by God. But it's also the word can be read as Yireh. So we say, just like God sees you, God wants to be seen by you. So just like God sees with two eyes, meaning he's not handicapped. Also, a person has to be see, has to be able to see with two eyes in order for him to have the obligation. God wants to see, God wants to be seen with two eyes. And therefore, this Yochanan ben Dahavai holds in the name of Yudah, that if you're blind in one eye, you're potter. However, we're saying now that our Mishnah holds, no, he doesn't hold to this drusha of Yira, Yira. He says, like you say, one eye, you could see, you know, uh, or just learn a Pashat. Uh, you will be seen by God, right? God wants to see you, and that's it. We're only talking about God. We're not talking about you being able to see, and therefore, therefore, uh, he holds that uh, you are chayev. God sees you if you come, even with one eye, God sees you, and therefore, uh, you are chayev. Even if you're blind, or even if you have no head, God sees you too. Okay, so that's one answer. So we said, what does Hakol come to include? First, we said it can't include Chatziyah Chatzim Chorin. Rabbi Yehuda holds that Chatziyah Chatzim Chorin is potter; doesn't have to come, and it's and it, and uh, it, it could include Chigur Biyom Rishon, but it's Pasha Biyom Sheni. That's only if you hold that every day has its own obligation. Every day is an obligation. There's an obligation to bring them the fourth day. You didn't bring the fourth day; bring them the fifth day. The fifth day is a makeup for the fourth day. The fourth day you were okay, but the first day you weren't. But if you hold that they're all touching for the first one, what do you say? So you say maybe it includes if you only have if you could only see in one eye. And and the our Mishnah holds that we don't know that drush of Yira Yira eh. You have to be able to be seen. One eye could also be high. Be by same, or I'll tell you another answer. Lo karami kar. We're going to go back like we said originally. What does we originally originally we wanted to say that our call comes to include it comes to include a person who's half an evid, half a ben choren. I Ravina. But we said Ravina says that a chatsi ev is potter. Right? He's not a full Jew. And he's Potter, he's not a Jew, he's not a full Jew. He's only, uh, he's like, in half, he's half Ebed, therefore he's Potter. There was a first edition and a second edition of the Machlokas. That's time, what are we talking about? The person has an Ebed, and we said, how does that happen? When one of the owners, one of his masters freed, and Reuben freed his half, Shimon didn't free his half. So what can you do? Okay, very simple. You could have a case like that. And it's only a financial matter, right? Who is he going to work for? So he works Sunday, he works for one. And and um, and um, uh, Sunday, he works for his master. Who's his master? Shimon, Reuben freed his half. And next day, he works for himself. Split it up day by day or week by week. Whatever you do, you split up the work. Bishami said to Beis Hillel, this famous, Takantamis Rabo. You've you've um, you've fixed his situation. You've repaired the situation for his master. His master, what is his master going to do? His master uh, is going to say, "Listen, I only own half of you." Okay, fine. So you work half the time for me, half the time for yourself. But you haven't solved his situation. Why? Because financially, you you're okay. You could figure. You can work out the finances half and half. Split it. 
But who is he going to marry? Lisa Shifcha He can't marry a Shifcha, meaning a Shifcha Knanis, like an Evakanani would, because there's an Isser of Lo Yekadesh. You can't marry a, a, a non Jewish person. That's an Isser for a man to marry a non Jewish person. And there's an Isser for a woman to marry a non Jewish man. So he can't marry uh, a Shiksa. Lisa Shifcha He can't marry Baschorin either. Why? Because he's half an Evan. And, and a Baschorin cannot marry the Evan. Right, can't marry the heaven. So what are you going to say? Libatel, he shouldn't get married at all. The world was created for to, to be fruitful and multiply, right? That people are supposed to have children. Shemar, lo sohu Hashem did not create the world for nothing. The Shevas Yitzara, he built, he created the world to be inhabited for people to have children. And this mitzvah, by the way, even though we hold that a woman doesn't really have a mitzvah pru or vu, but this applies to everybody. It's a pasuk in Tanakh. It's a pasuk in Tanakh that, that you're supposed to be able to get married. That's the purpose of the world. So what do you do? In other words, as Mepharshim explained, that financially, you see, financially, you could split it, right? Who is he going to work for? Half for himself, half for, the, for his master, who owns half of him. But he's really technically half free. And therefore... Explain, you really can't work with him what's called abodas ferach, you know, like difficult, hard labor. You're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to condemn a Jewish man to hard labor, and he is really Jewish. Part of him is Jewish, and therefore you have a problem. You can only, this, only, this only affects his work, but if he's half and half, he's really partially a Jew. So what do you do? It's a difficult situation. In order to fix this problem, for, for the betterment of the world, uh, that the the the, the Shammai told Beis Hillo, therefore you, you have to force his master Shimon to free his other half. I, you say, he's over on Ola Ben Tavodu. That's only when he's a full Evan. You see over here, since part of him is a Jew, you're not over on Lola Ben Tavodu. And the Kosovo Shtar Chatzidam. So when you force him to free, what about Shimon's going to have a financial loss here? He says the Evan's worth, you know, a thousand dollars. So you give him a Shtar Chov. And the Eved, who's now going to be freed, will pay him back eventually when he works. And Basil retracted their opinion and they agreed with Beishamai that you have to free him. And therefore, what's proud over here? When Ravina said over here, is that was according to Basil's original opinion when Basil held that, you know, what are you going to do for a person who's half and half? Okay, he have him work Sunday for himself and Monday for the master, et cetera, et cetera. But after they agreed with Beishamai that you have to free him, that you have to free him, then he also has an obligation for us because you have to free him now. Last Rashi and Malaf says, Ravina is going to say later on Daftalit, when the Mishnah said, who's Chayev? Everybody except for Choshetakad, except for Tumpik, except for Nashim Badim, Shen Machoram, he means Chatsiyev Chatsi Machoram, that he's Potter. When he said that, that was before Basil retracted and felt that he's still an Evan, he's half an Evan, half Machoram, he's Potter. After they retracted and they agreed with Beishamai, she have to force him The last line in Rashi, it's as if he's already free. In other words, the Mishnah says, you know, yeah, the original Mishnah said, um, and Ravina said that means half an Evan, half Ben Chorim. That's what the Mishnah said originally. But later on, what does that call? The Mishnah said that way. But what does the Hakol really come to include? Even that case of half an Evan, half an Chorim, because after Beis Hill was moted to Beis Shammai, 
that you must free him, then he has a halacha already right now. Look at that Rashi. Ahavid like Ki'ilu Meshukha Kfarts as if he's already freed, even though he wasn't freed yet. Best in his obligation, they got to go to court and he's going to free him. But and 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 the Evid will eventually have to repay uh, Shimon for his share that he's uh, that he got his freedom, what he was worth. But it's as if he's already freed and therefore he has an obligation. So at the end, at the end of the day, what does Hakol come to include? It can include a Chesiyav and Chesim and Chor, and even according to Ravina, it may include if you hold that each day is an obligation into itself, or it may include a prosum in one eye, and not like uh, Yochem ben Dehavah. Mm-hmm. If Rabina knew that they still retracted Rabina's generations and generations after, right? So right, right. What he's saying is that the Mishnah... The Mishnah, when it said, right, when the Mishnah said, when the Mishnah said, that's what he means, that's what Rashi says, Last words on Rashi on that on the on mission initial when the Mishnah said Rabina is going to explain those words in the Mishnah as being an Eved who's half and half. He's not completely free. However, correct, Rabina knew Basil's opinion. And therefore, the Mishnah, when it says Akol, could even include that because the words the words were said originally. And then when the Mishnah wrote, the, when Rebbe wrote the Mishnah, Hakol could include even that at the end of the day after Basil was moted to Beishamai. So he said in the Mishnah, when the Mishnah said, whenever the Mishnah says, it means a Cherish who is, who is um, retarded. Let's call him mentally, he's mentally retarded. They're mentally challenged. We're talking about a Cherish who's also mentally challenged. The Kamash Malan, and when our Mishnah says Cherishat of it teaches us Kiditnan. This goes along with the Mishkanan Cherishat of When, in other words, that our Mishnah is confirming what this other Mishnah said. What Mishnah says that whenever we talk about a Cherish going together with Cherishat of he's deaf and dumb. Deaf and dumb. Okay, that's what the Mishnah says there, right? In, in several places, it's also in Mishnah Trumas and Parakalab. Right, um, that 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 we mean somebody who's deaf and dumb, and therefore we assume he's mentally challenged. Not like today when we know that he doesn't have to be. But when the Mishnah talks about we mean deaf and dumb. Let's say though he can speak, but he can't hear, or he can hear. He says dumb. He's either deaf or dumb. Then he's chayiv. He's chayiv in the mitzvahs. Chayiv mitzvahs because that just means he's missing one of his faculties, but he's totally sane in everything else. He's a normal person. And therefore, our Mishnah is a proof to the following Brisa. Tanina, our Mishnah, which says there's a proof of the Tanra Bana, Hamadabra Bena Shemeya, when you can speak, but you can't hear, Zecherish. Shemeya Bena Madabra Zeilan. In other words, this idea that we're saying that only Cherish that we're speaking about here is a Cherish who's deaf and dumb, right? But if he's only deaf or dumb, that means that he otherwise he's mentally fine. And therefore, Therefore, that's what we mean. And these are intelligent people. Whether he's deaf only or, or dumb only, he's a regular pikech, meaning he's intelligent. And he's chayv mitzvos. Okay, fine. How do we know though? How what, do happens, we know? Yeah. What, ha- what happens if he, if he, uh, he, he could hear it and he could speak and then had an accident. Now he can't that, hear it. That's what we mean. See. That's what we mean. We mean a person. We're, we, that's what we mean. We mean a person who uh, uh, a person who can speak. It's assumed that he could speak because he once knew how to, he once heard, and then he became injured. Rashi points that out. Rashi points that out. 
Medaber Ben Shemaya, Tchilasa Hayapikeh, we assume originally he was fully intelligent, had all his faculties, Ad Shalomad Ladaber, Vachach Nasharsh, and then he became deaf. So either way, whatever happened, it, maybe today he can learn, he can learn to speak. Today, uh, people who are deaf can learn to speak even though they never heard. But either way, whether he's either, if he's only missing one faculty, then he's told he's considered totally intelligent. Where do you get this idea? How do we know that a person who can speak with Canada, that's what's good? How do we know that in the Pasuk? We know means death. How do we know that means that? What's the source for that? Or a person who is what we call dumb, dumb in the sense, not dumb intelligently, but dumb and he can't speak. How do we know that's Elam? There's a Pasuk for that. It says in Tilam, I'm like, I can't hear. And a person, Elam, who can't open his mouth, who can't speak. So that's a source for the, how do we know the definition of Cheyrish and Elam? People say, the source of Elaine is, Elaine is like an abbreviation, uh, an acronym for his words were taken away. The Aleph, you see, the, the first Aleph and the, uh, the Aleph and the Lamed are the first and last um, letters of the word Ishtakel taken away. His words. So the Elaine is like a, as an acronym for that. All right. Okay, so the Brisa we, we deduced from the Mishnah didn't say that, but the, the Gemara said that if he can, if he has, if only missing one faculty, he can speak or uh, he, he, he can't hear, but he can hear, he can't speak, then he's Potter. He's Potter over here. You just said that our Mishnah speak about when he's deaf and dumb. Then he's Potter from Mitzvah Ria. But we have a Brisa which says later on that if he has. He's Medaber Ben He's also Potter from Mitzvah He doesn't have to be deaf and dumb to be Potter. If he's one, whether he's Potter, um, Rabbi, so how do you how do you uh, jive that with our Mishnah? Something's missing from our Mishnah. Listen carefully. Remember, I said our Mishnah only mentions Ria, even though this what's the name of this Mishnah? Chagiga, right? We're talking about Chagiga, and we said there's also Shalmei Simcha. Put in the words of a simcha. Now we're adding on something. We're saying to be potter from Ria, you don't have to be deaf and dumb, just one of them. Who's chayiv and Ria of a simcha? Everybody's chayiv except for if he's missing one simcha. So when our Mishnah says that a person, in order to be potter, has to be missing both faculties, we're talking about potter from, we're, we're talking about being potter from Simcha. But if he has one faculty, he's potter from Re'ia. Why? We'll see. We'll see. He's potter from Re'ia, but he's Chayyab Simcha. If he's only has one faculty, he's still Chayyab Simcha. Apisha potter Maria, Chayyab Simcha. So what our mission says, you're only potter if you're missing both faculties. That means both faculties to be potter from Simcha, Shami Simcha. But to be potter from Re'ia, the Olas Re'ia, you're potter even if you're missing one faculty. Why will see Psukim? And then, if he can't, he, if he has no faculties, that's what our Mishnah means. When Mishnah says, you have no faculties, like a Shot of a cotton, then you're potter even as Simcha. Hold to a Mikomitz to Shomos Ratora, because the Cherishat Bakatan are potter from everything. Of course, if, you're, if you have no faculties, if you're, if you're an imbecile like a Shota or a cotton, you're potter from all Mitzvah, so you're potter from Simcha as well. Oh, but what's the key here? The key is that if you're only missing one faculty, you're also potter from Ria. Why? We'll see. The Brisa, there's a Brisa which proves that our, the way we've explained the Mishnah, Chesur Mechsra, always, always adds on a significant thing. 
<laughs> a very important thing. From our mission, we assume that a person has one faculty is high in Olus and now we're saying no, one faculty you're part of from Olus but uh, one, but your, but your, your part of you're just high in Simcha. Again, if you're missing one faculty, you're part of Olus Ria, not like we understood our mission. We're explaining the mission differently now. Even though you're part if you're missing one faculty, if you can't hear and you can't speak, you have no faculties, you're part of even from Simcha. Maishna, okay, so now what's this? Maishna, the Indian Ria, the theory. Why do you say that if you're missing one faculty, you're potter from Mitzvah's Ria, Olas Ria, Umaishna, the Simcha, the Machaibe, but for Simcha, you're Chayev, if you're, if you're missing one faculty, you're still Chayev. And again, missing one faculty, we're not talking about intelligence now, because now, you know, again, we know today that even if you're missing both faculties, you could be brilliant. But in the Gemara's assumption that missing both faculties means that you're mentally impaired. Right, but uh, uh, if you're mentally impaired, you still have a your 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 that's if you're missing both faculty. If you're missing one faculty, you're not mentally impaired. But if you're missing one faculty, uh, we say simcha yechayven because you're 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 mental you're not mentally impaired. So why are you potter from ruiya? My shalini ruiya the p'tir. If you're missing one faculty, you're still intelligent. My shalini simcha the mechayven. By simcha you're mechayven. So the inyan ruiya gomer ruiya mikras based on a pasuk because it says here yehra ekol shorcha. And it says by Hakel, the mitzvah, after seven years, so the beginning of the Shemitah year, like we had a few months ago, everybody comes to Yerushalayim after Sukkot and the king reads the Torah and all that. So it says over there by Hakel, the Siv, Hakel is Ama, Anoshim, Anoshim, Batap. It says they gather them all together. When they all come to be to appear before God. Okay, so we learn out, we learn out from Hakel, just like by Hakel, if a person is blind, is blind, is, is uh, I'm sorry, not uh, Oz, right? Right? Uh, not blind, we're not talking about blind, we're talking about deaf and dumb, right? We're talking missing one faculty. If you're missing one faculty, you're deaf or dumb, you're part of Maria. Why? Because we learn out the, the Mitzvah of Ria, it says, it says, and by the Mitzvah of Hakel, it says, okay, fine. So how do we know by Oz if you're missing one faculty that you're part of? How do we know? The Sivit says, so they should hear. The Pasuk over there in the bottom of Allah, Says they gather them all together. It says Laman Yishbu Ulaman Yilmadu. I'm reading it the way it's we, we read it. Laman Yilmadu. Okay, so what? How does that teach us that if you're missing a faculty that you're potter? If you can't hear, you don't have miss Kakel. Okay, so now we're saying if you can't hear, and we learn out Yehra calls Chorcha from from Hakel because it says Leira Oz and it says Yehra Eh. Fine. So if you can't hear. Means if you can hear but you can't speak. Now the Gemara says, what does it mean? Yomudu means to learn. You can't learn just because just, just you can't speak. That means that you can't learn. If you can't speak, you can't learn. That's simply not a fact. I'll give you a story. There were two dumb students, again, dumb, not imbeciles, but they couldn't speak, in mutes, mutes, correct, thank you. Uh, they were in the neighborhood of Rebbe. They were Rebbe's grandsons, his, uh, his daughter's sons. Some say that it was his, his uh, nephews, his sister's sons. Whenever Rebbe would come to the base Medrash, they would also come to the base Medrash. For Yosvi, they sat in front of Rebbe, in front of him. They sat in front of him. They would 
nod with their heads. They're understanding what Rebbe said, and as they could hear, but they were mutes. Um, oh, oh, of society, they even mumbled with their lips as if they were repeating it. They would speak. Oh boy, Rabbi, Rabbi Rachmila, Rabbi prayed that they should be healed from their mutation. <laughs> they were mutes, they, that they should be healed. And they were healed and they were able to speak. And when they were able to speak, that they were that they were intelligent and they had learned everything. Not only that, they, they learned they were well-versed in everything. It turns out that these, even though they were mutes, they weren't deaf and they were able to learn. So how could you say, oh, from the Pasuk, that excludes people who are dumb, who are mutes. What do you mean? They can learn. We read the words, said they should be able to teach. And if they can't speak, they can't teach. And therefore, so we see from Hakel that you have to be able to teach. You have to be able to speak as well as to hear. If you're missing one of those faculties, you're part of Mitzvah Hakel. And we learn out here. So it's a technicality. We're saying over here, not, yes, of course, missing one faculty means you're fully intelligent. But you're excluded from the past, from the Sukkim. We exclude the Echi of Yevrakos Chorcha of the Mitzvah Rav Ashi says, even without your, what are you telling me? Because I have a story with the two mutes and they, they we, uh, I'll show you uh, empirical evidence. You know, we, we have uh, empirical evidence that mutes can understand and they're intelligent. I don't need that. The Pusik from the Pusik itself, Ravashi says, you, of course you have to explain, the, even though we read it, but the explanation has to be why? It means that they understand and you're assuming if they can't speak, that means they can't understand. How could that be? If, they, if not being able to speak means they can't understand, certainly if they can't hear, they can't understand. If you can't hear, he can't speak. In other words, if you're saying is they can't, if you're saying the qualification is they can't understand, well, that we could see from La Yishma. You don't need the word Laman Yilmadu. Just say if they can't hear. Even the Log Mishtoi Logomer, if you're assuming that if they can't speak, they can't learn. Well, certainly if they can't hear, they can't learn. So you understand everything in Laman Yishma. Laman Yishma means you can't hear, so you can't understand. So if you can't understand, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes to be able not to understand uh, exempts you from the mitzvah. So what do I need Laman Yilmadu at all? So it certainly means that we should be able to teach. Okay, so we have over here now, what do we come out? That if you are missing one of your faculties, you're chayv in all mitzvahs in general, you're intelligent, you're chayv in of simcha, shami simcha, except there's a tour of laman, of, of, of mitzvahs riyah, because based on learn out from hakel, you have to be able to hear and you have to be able to speak. If you can't hear or you can't speak, uh, your potter for mitzvah riyah, just like a tumtum and androgynous or women, whatever your potter. If you're deaf in one ear, also potter Why? If we're learning everything from hakel, hakel it says in that pasuk over there it says ba'oznehem in their ears. Oznehem doesn't mean both of your ears; it means their ears of the general people. That's learned out from negative to speak in front of all Israel. So, I may think, no, just means even if you have millions of people there, even if they can't hear, maybe that's what Negev Yisrael means. Yisrael means that the people have to be here. Right? Right? It says, they got to be able to see you in front of all Israel. And they got to be able to hear. So, Yisrael means all the people of Israel, not the individual persons, both ears. 
That's from the man Yishmu that they should hear. We already said Yishmu, they have to be able to hear. So you have to speak in front of all Israel. They have to be able to hear you. Why does it say Ba'oznehem? That a person has to be able to hear with both ears. If he only uses one ear, he's also Potter from Hakel. And then also extrapolate from there, he's Potter from Mitzvah Ria, because we learn out Ria from Hakel based on Yeroeh and Lema and Leiraos, that it says, it says Yeroeh by. Olas by Olas right? And it says Leiraos by Hakel. Let's say he was lame in one foot. He was handicapped, or a broken foot, or he was lame, whatever, limped on a foot. He's also Patamaria. Why? Shenemar Rigolim. We said before it says Shalosh Pamim Bashanel says Shalosh Rigolim. September Rigolim. Rigolim we translate as Raglayim. Has to have both feet, two feet. Patamaria because he has both feet. He's a person that excluding an amputee. And a cop is like a wooden, he has a wooden leg, right? Or prosthetic of some sort, right? Today, titanium or whatever it is, right? So that excludes, we said, or we, which we read as means that he has to have both feet. He's got to have a full foot. He can't have, he can't be an amputee. That's learned out from Pomim. So we see we darshan shalish Pomim because Pomim means times. It could also mean steps or feet. The Tanya Pomim ain't Pom Elaraglion. Pomim also means feet. The Chaynor it says Tirmaseno Rego. It'll be trodden on, tread with the foot. Rego uh, Ani the 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 foot of the poor. Pamedam uh, the foot of the downtrodden or the unfortunate one. Right. So you see over here it says Pame. Says he'll be he'll be tread on tread on by the foot the foot of the poor and the feet of the of the of the uh, unfortunate the downtrodden the Omer and another pasuk says mayafu pa'anecha b'naalayim basnidiv the pasuk says shirashirim how beautiful are your feet in your shoes O daughter of prince so you see what goes into a shoe only a full foot as Rashi says the word pa'amim only applies when you have both feet, right? And so you have to have both feet. So we're saying here that what? That if a person doesn't have both feet that fit in shoes, that means he's an amputee. That's excluded from what? Pa'amim. And therefore, what does regalim, shalosh regalim teach us? That you have to have, you have to have full use of your feet. You can't be lame in one foot. And if you're lame in one foot, you're potter from mitzvahs, uh, mitzvahs uh, re'iya. All right, we'll stop here and we and uh, at the word darish rava and uh, tomorrow's daf daf gimel, which which will be on is on the podcast. Uh, we'll pick it up right from there from darish rava and on Sunday mir Hashem, we'll pick it up from the two dots near the top of dalit amara of dalit the uh, two dots of dalit. It's important to make sure you learn this mission. The, the tomorrow's gemara uh, both on amara aleph and amara bays has the idea that uh, uh, if you look at the third line in the wide lines of the Gemara, it says Yefshu lebeis medrash below Chiddush or Chiddush. In other words, whenever we learn, always some new thing is brought up. Rav Asher always says that Yefshu lebeis medrash below Chiddush. Somebody always has a point that brings up some new idea. Uh, you know what? You know. Also on tomorrow's daf, you want to make sure to listen to tomorrow's daf because at the end of the daf, uh, Irving and Moshe both have a big contribution there and have a big discussion <laughs> over there from seven and a half years ago. So this proves that you were here seven and a half years ago. Uh, have a good Shabbos, everybody. Have a good Shabbos. Call to, call to.